Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of the D1TN5 for Monday, March 28th. I'm Jack Vaughn. Multiple media outlets received a copy of an amended notice of allegations at Memphis, which includes at least four level 1 violations and two of the level 2 variety. Lack of institutional control, head coach responsibility, and failure to monitor were noted. The amended NOA claims men's basketball head coach Penny Hardaway failed to demonstrate that he promoted an atmosphere of compliance within the men's basketball program, as well as data from a computer hard drive belonging to a former assistant coach was not preserved. The university's response indicated the computer belonged to former assistant coach Mike Miller. The Athletics' Dana O'Neill believes Hardaway can outlast the NCAA. She says, So if we can assume that Memphis is not going to boot its favored son out of a job, what's left is whatever punishment the NCAA can dole out. It won't necessarily be easy to maneuver. A postseason ban is certainly in play and would be a bitter pill for a program that is only finally tasting the fruits of March yet again. But nothing is impossible to overcome anymore. It's just not how the world works, right or wrong. Programs don't die, coaches survive, and Hardaway is coded maybe in more Teflon than anyone. New Portland State AD John Johnson's contract is worth $220,000 base per year in a four-year pact. Bonus incentives are still being negotiated. Buyout at any time at $30,000, all per college AD. As you know, St. Peter's men's basketball's magical run came to an end in the East Regional Final against North Carolina. Peacock's AD Rochelle Paul on speculation already centered on head coach Shaheen Holloway's candidacy at alma mater Seton Hall says, We honestly haven't spoken about it at all. He's been focused on his team, and he's been focused on the next game. These things move quickly, and we'll certainly have conversations about it. I'll do what I can do, whatever it is. If and when it comes up, I'll do whatever I can. Straight from Holloway, I'm not worried about that right now. I'm worried about those 15 young men whose hearts are broken and really down. It's my job as their leader to cheer them up, make sure they understand what they did the last two weeks. And like I said, we're going to walk out of here the same way we walked in here, with our heads up. Sportico's Eric Jackson writes on the potential of the NCAA breaking out the women's basketball tournament into its own rights deal. Media consultant Ed Desser thinks the package could fetch upwards of $100 million annually, a significant increase from the current $34 million. He says, It makes more sense if you're the NCAA and you're trying to get maximum exposure and revenue to sell these parts separately and monetize it accordingly. Patrick Crakes of Crakes Media offers his opinion, This really isn't about men versus women and comparing the value. This is about who can air this and monetize it. Are there two or three companies that can see value and need it? Or is it just one? Jackson goes on, With the TV value and popularity of softball and gymnastics also increasing as more women tune into sports regularly, keeping the women's tournament inside a bundle attached to a full-reach platform like ESPN or Fox on a shorter-term deal could be more beneficial in the long run. The Athletics' Chantel Jennings tweets on Stanford women's basketball head coach Tara Vanderveer being asked if she's seen substantive equity changes in this year's NCAA tournament, saying, Um, no. 
Jennings said she then makes calls for a performance fund similar to the men's tournament in the solo TV package. Moore Vanderveer from her presser yesterday in lead up to an Elite Eight matchup with Texas saying, I think that right now, women's basketball, we're finding our own way. We're growing our game. I don't think we need to be under in the shadow of men's basketball. I think what we're doing right now is working. I think Minneapolis will be sold out. I think we'll have a great crowd here. The other regional sites seem to have really good crowds. I think we're going in the right direction. Hopefully, we'll just keep doing that. Husker Online's Steve Rosen digs into the reported $215 million deal between Nebraska and JMI with an unnamed source commenting, JMI knows what they are doing. They have a plan. The current in-house arrangement is generating $15 million top line and $11 million on the bottom, per Associate AD for Communications, Keith Mann. Pre-pandemic, Rosen said the Huskers and Learfield had generally agreed to a $20 million per year guarantee arrangement, but for whatever reason, that deal on the table never closed. In addition to the $18 million a year guarantee by JMI, Rosen writes on approximately $3 million of other annual hard costs, and he speculates on the role naming rights deals could play in the arrangement, with examples from JMI's partnership at Kentucky. Thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of the D1TN5 for Monday, March 28th. I'm Jack Vaughn, and be sure to check in later this afternoon.